Hey babe, if you identify as spiritual but not religious, then Disembodied is your podcast. It's a short form podcast, so you don't have to listen to three hours of conversation. Give us a try. disembodied. Let's talk about beauty. Beauty has a certain order to it. They say a symmetrical face is considered beautiful. We're all chasing beauty, that's for sure. We don't just want to look in the mirror and see it. We also want it in our homes. While on vacation, we want to visit beautiful places like the sequoias, the beach, the mountains, the desert, because beauty inspires us in general. Here in Southern California, where I am, everything revolves around looking good. This is true in most of the world to some extent, I know, but I think we have a real fixation with looks here. I can say this because I grew up here and I've witnessed so many people move here and feel that pressure to be beautiful. Um, it's funny when you go to the dentist here, um, There's it's part of the culture, I think, to be very critical of um, things like crooked teeth that might be accepted elsewhere, even if you only have one or two crooked teeth. If you're a coffee drinker, it just pisses the dentist off. I've been lectured about giving up coffee by every dentist I've had, pretty much. And it damn near amounts to a character flaw if you have a missing tooth. A dental hygienist once told me that she just flat out doesn't trust people who have missing teeth. (laughs) There has to be something really wrong, she said, if a person doesn't have the urge, let alone the cash, to get a dental implant and close that negative space in their smile. It's a little bit extreme. So we whiten our teeth pay 10000 and up for veneers, we cool sculpt belly fat, we get nose jobs, we get tummy tucks, we get laser treatments to smooth skin or get rid of hair. It really never stops. You don't even need to be remotely middle-aged to start working on this mirror-friendly version of yourself. It all starts much earlier, in grade school maybe with your mom tweezing the middle of your forehead when you're 11 because she notices your brows are growing together. I think for a lot of people it it begins even before 11. It probably begins when you're 5 or 6 and you start to become aware of the fact that you look a certain way. And still, despite all the effort that goes into that mirror-friendly version of you, you're never quite satisfied with it. It doesn't photograph well. 
So you have to tinker with the photos to make them reveal the hidden good looks, right? The ones whose angles aren't easily captured on film or in your mirror. The thing we're chasing, physical good looks or beauty, is elusive. It can be slippery and subjective in the eye of the beholder. From profile view, you might be stunning, while when viewed head-on, you're just average looking. In the right lighting and from a flattering angle, we may achieve beauty, but it's always fleeting at best. If you get too fat, your beauty becomes cherubic and less sexy. And when you get too thin, your beauty takes on hollows and edges that can evoke suffering or starvation. There's always a midpoint with flesh and bones that's appealing, yet this balance for most people is hard to maintain. And even pretty people don't like their photos, often because they once looked better or they have been made aware of some flaw they have. All of this is to say that we expend huge amounts of energy to not only look better, but to produce manufactured photos of us looking better still. It's time consuming. It's consuming, period. Step back from all of the mirror gazing and the manufactured photos for a few minutes. What if you used all of that time for something else? What if you used even half of that self-primping and photo-doctoring time and dedicated it to being disembodied? What if you started focusing on the spirit side, reaching for it in meditation, chanting, or even prayer? What if you just read Zen quotes by Alan Watts instead of performing some ritual that served your mirror? With all of our obsession with looks and digital capture, we remain pretty unfulfilled. This doesn't mean that looks don't matter. I would never argue that. It means that we've allocated too much time to their maintenance with a really strange payoff, and that is that we worry even more as we get older. Now would be a good time to stop serving your mirror. It's not that you don't spend any time with it, but you could spend less time with it. You don't have to go around with a missing tooth. You don't have to let the pendulum swing in the opposite direction and stop caring. But you also don't have to exist in a vacuous space that only recognizes the milestones of physicality. Find your spirit face instead. Find the contours of yourself without a body. Find the part of you that lives on. It seems to me that we are killing ourselves with judgment down here on earth amongst ourselves. We are killing ourselves because physical perfection is unattainable. And even if you have it for a while, it's unsustainable long term. As soon as we think we're closing in on it, a new flaw reveals itself in the mirror, or the stop time mirror, the photo. 
and photos can float around for a long time to confirm what you did or did not measure up to. We all are in physical form for a limited time. Remember to serve your disembodied self too. You've placed a lot of attention, too much, too much importance on your physical form. If you find your disembodied form, if you can focus on it, you'll have another self to hold on to, an enduring one. Your disembodied form wants you to achieve beyond what your body can do. It's setting internal goals for you without penalties. It wants you to overcome the self-judgment that keeps you frozen in front of the mirror. Why do people have to tell you to smile for a photo? Because your terrified physical beauty isn't going to show up on cue. And maybe you're also aware that beauty can be a type of con game. Let's face it, a lot of people are getting paid to establish your physical flaws so that you need to tirelessly fix them. You can spend a lifetime suffering or correcting your physical flaws only to have missed the point of your spiritual existence. The transcendent side of beauty is that it manifests within. It configures itself in the ether around us when we smile or even when we're serious. It contains aspects of truth, playfulness, love, mystery. It's multidimensional in what it captures. This is the disembodied side of beauty that you can't manipulate with surgery or cosmetics. And as much as you don't want to hear this, some people may never see it when they look at you. Some will only see your flaws despite the effort you put into hiding them. Some will see your flaws and accept them even as you accept theirs. So there's a practical application with this episode. I would challenge you to look in the mirror and figure out what transcendent beauty lights up your eyes. What are the qualities beyond your physical dimensions that intrigue or interest others. Apart from the symmetry of your eyebrows, nose, mouth, cheeks, what is taking place beneath those few features or around them? What is that sparkle in your eye? That's what you need to find out. <laughs>